thanks for dialing into our podcast. We're the Light Church Bradford here in Yorkshire, England, a church committed to following Jesus and loving our city back to life again. We truly hope and pray this week's message helps you and encourages you on your journey, especially in these really challenging times. So welcome to week two of Esther, where we are looking at Old Testament heroes of faith that have emerged brightly to shine for God. So this is encouraging us to come out of the pandemic and shine brightly for Jesus. So a little quick recap of Esther. She was a young woman living in the city of Susa in 587 BC in the Persian Empire. And the king at the time, King Xerxes, had decreed that all the beautiful young virgins be brought into his palace and kind of enter this slightly odd competition to become queen of Persia. And so she's been taken by force against her wishes, isolated, confined, away from her friends and family. All of those things that kind of we've been through a bit has been really relevant to us from a COVID point of view. So we can learn lessons from her life that are really relevant to us. So last week, we learned that Esther, or her Hebrew name is Hadassah, comes from the myrtle plant. And that's when you um, squeeze the leaves of, of that plant, it actually emits a fragrance, a lemony, beautiful orange fragrance. And we saw last week that Esther, when she was pressed, when she was in that difficult situation, that she actually spread this beautiful fragrance through her life because she a chose to trust God deeply and b she chose to resist the temptation to become self-absorbed and we learned for ourselves there are two lessons that we need to learn coming out of this pandemic to emerge brightly for God is that we need to in the difficult times when we're pressed to trust God deeply when we're afraid when we're anxious when we're concerned, the antidote to all of those things is to trust our Father in heaven deeply that he's got us in the palm of his hand, that he loves us and that he's going to work all things out for good. And the second thing we learned last week was as we've been in kind of COVID and our worlds have shrunk, we've had to basically just think about ourselves and our families, what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, um, you know, what we're going to wear, what we're going to look on Netflix And kind of our world shrunk down to that. But now, as we come out of that, we need to take off those COVID grave clothes that Matt talked about with Lazarus. Shed shed the fear, shed the anxiety, and also to shed that being kind of self-absorbed, thinking about what's going on in our own lives, which was necessary at the time. But now we're coming into a new season and a new phase of life. So that's kind of um, a quick recap of last week and we linked it into this amazing verse from 2 Corinthians which Hadassah's name remember that myrtle plant that reduced that um, releases that amazing fragrance let us be like Hadassah to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him Jesus everywhere for we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ amongst those who are being saved and who are perishing amen let that be Wouldn't that be amazing if that was the result of this um, pandemic, that we spread the fragrance of Jesus even more? So let's catch up with Esther. Um, So Esther got chosen as queen because 
because of her life, because of that fragrance, that pleasing, she won the favour of everyone around her and actually kind of won the competition and became queen, um, which is really cool. But she's been queen for a few years. And then um, this guy called Haman sort of gradually gets more and more power. Um, and he was kind of an evil guy. And basically everyone in the kingdom was kind of ordered to kneel down to him. But Mordecai, who was Esther's cousin, refused to because he was a Jew and he wouldn't kneel down and pay him any honour. And Haman was enraged, it says. It says, and yet having learnt who Mordecai's people were, he scorned the idea of killing only Mordecai, and instead Haman looked for a way to destroy all of Mordecai's people, the Jews throughout the whole kingdom of Xerxes. Dispatches were sent by couriers to, to all the king's provinces with the order to destroy, kill and annihilate all the Jews, young and old, women and little children. So it's pretty intense, isn't it? Somebody doesn't kneel down to you and then you destroy <laughs> an entire nation of people. So... Esther had actually kept her Jewish culture a secret in this whole time from King Xerxes because Mordecai must have had a sense that actually there was potential for this to go wrong. Um, but now the Jews have this massive death sentence pronounced over them. So Queen, Queen Esther's in this kind of amazing position where she can potentially do something to rescue her people. So Mordecai sends her a message to to challenge Esther to go and do something to ask and plead for their lives. But Esther replies with a bit of a problem. She says, All the king's officials and all the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that he be put to death. The only exception to this is for the king to extend the gold scepter to him and spare his life. But 30 days have passed since I've been called in to see the king. When Esther's words were reported back to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, this is a famous verse, who knows but that you have come to a royal position for such a time as this. So the pressure's on, the heat's turned up. And remember Hadassah's name, which is that fragrance. Um, and quite often, isn't it true that when um, the heat's turned on, that those fragrances are actually more powerful? Like if you remember the bacon, when the, it's cooking, when the heat's on, when the coffee's cooking, when um, yeah, rosemary or garlic's being baked, it actually increases the smell. And the same is true for us and our faith. When the heat's on, when the chips are down, um, will our faith actually increase and grow? And Esther's did. She courageously chooses to risk her life for the sake of her people. Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go and gather together all of the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days or nights, and I and my maids will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it's against the law. And if I perish, I perish. I mean, this is pretty brave. Let's not forget that King Xerxes was the most powerful man in the world. He ruled the biggest empire and he was kind of a victorious warlord. He was currently invading, planning to invade Greece with his military council. And Esther was going to break the law and interrupt him while he's planning this law with like this war with hundreds of people. That's 
<laughs> yeah, very brave. You can understand why he might have been annoyed <laughs> by that. So let's look at this. So because this, this is a lot of similarities for us and lessons that we can learn and pull out of this. So just as the Jews have this death sentence hanging over them, we too, humanity, we live with that death sentence hanging over us, don't we? We are all going to die a physical death. And without Jesus, we all die a spiritual death too. Because Romans 3 says, but the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, but the gift of God is eternal life. The gift that God offers us is that we can have life-giving, love-overflowing relationship with God through Jesus. Praise God. When we turn back to God, when we decide to let Jesus lead our lives, when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us, we are born again. We are born anew of the Spirit. This is what Jesus was explaining when he talked to Nicodemus. He said, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to spirit. And when we are born into Jesus, when we make that decision, uh, we are born of the spirit. And that spiritual life not only gives us fullness of life here on earth, but leads us into eternity, that gift of God, eternal life. So that's the answer. So just as Esther's call came from Mordecai to step up and go to the king, our call comes from Jesus to step up and go to the people around us with that message, that life-giving, good news message that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And just as Esther needed to reveal her identity as a Jew, as a person of faith, we too need to reveal our identity as Jesus followers to the people around us. Esther had kept her identity hidden because of fear. Do we too sometimes keep our identity as people of faith hidden because of fear? Fortunately for us, by revealing ourselves and talking about Jesus, you know, we're not, in, we're not going to get persecuted. We're not risking our lives for it like Esther was and like many of our brothers and sisters are around the country. In fact, kind of for us, it's just maybe we're risking a slightly awkwardness or a bit of awkward silence maybe but probably not to be honest so I remember um years ago I kind of made a decision to kind of share more of my life with my friend Sarah so my friend Sarah's I've known her for you know most of my my life and about yeah and years ago I just thought you know what I'm just going to talk to her like she's a Christian like she understands and she, um you know, I'm not going to edit my conversations with her. I'm going to tell her about, you know, what God's been doing in my life, what um, what I've been doing, which quite often resolves around my faith in Jesus. Um, I'm going to talk about what lessons I've learned, about what God's done, kind of the miracles and the cool things I've been seeing. I'm just going to be honest about all of it, the whole me, all of me. Um, I'm not going to edit those conversations and just give a half truth. Um, and that was kind of me just being true to my identity as a Jesus follower, really. And, and actually, you know, it's been great. It's not, it's not awkward, it's not weird, it's just who I am and it's part of me. And I think there's a big part of us, you know, if we could just get over ourselves enough just to do that, that would be an amazing thing, to reveal ourselves to 
the people on our street, to our neighbours, to our friends, to our colleagues and family. Just talk naturally and easily about your relationship with Jesus. Don't edit stuff out. Obviously, cut the jargon and, you know, other stuff. Make it understandable and relatable. But, yeah, just be who you are. And, um, yeah, no, we do that in Food Bank as well. So I manage Bradford Central Food Bank. And who we are as an organisation, who we are being hosted by the Light Church, we always do a five-minute devotional because it's who we are and we want people to have the chance to hear about God just to taste and see that the Lord is God good like we make it small we make it short but and we also create a space for God to move as well a bit of silence maybe a little bit of space for him to speak to people give peace in their hearts so I know a lot of parents particularly are feeling quite pressured at the moment coming out of COVID and they feel like they actually need a rest. But don't let this be a pressure. Let it be a joy, you know, sharing who you are. And actually, it's really releasing and great because as we emerge from COVID, we're going to have fresh opportunities to talk to our friends and our families, like how your strength, maybe your faith has strengthened you, maybe during this confinement, why your faith is giving you hope for the future, Uh, what what has God been teaching you over this time? You know, that stuff's really interesting and it's deep and it's real and it's not just like shallow, oh, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. It's actually you're giving something of yourselves to your friends and your neighbours by sharing kind of the sort of intimate part of your faith and your life. And I'd really encourage you to do that. So let's, yeah, let's, let's be honest about who we are and about our true identity in God. So... So Esther's story kind of carries on. So she's gone into the court, interrupted everyone, and the king, fortunately, praise God, has, you know, because of her character, because of her, the fragrance she's been giving off, that um, pleasure, that good stuff, that great fragrance, he's actually pleased with her, and he does save her life, lowers the golden scepter and says, okay, what do you want? And she said, and she at that time, she didn't um, choose to, to say her petition in front of everyone she actually asked the king to come to a banquet because she figured out that that wasn't the right environment to kind of ask him like a really big question um (laughs) which was probably very wise because you know she'd have to tell everyone in front of the whole court that she'd actually hidden her identity in front of the king and she was basically asking him to do a massive political u-turn and kind of stop this big decision that he's made so she asked him to this banquet which he comes to with just the king and Haman and her Esther 5 says, So the king and Haman went to the banquet Esther had prepared. As they were drinking wine, the king again asked Esther, Now what is your petition? And it will be given to you. And what is your request? Even up to half of the kingdom, and it will be granted. So she has the king's full attention. Seems like he's going to be pretty receptive to what she's saying. But weirdly, she kind of says, Actually, what I want is for you to come to another banquet tomorrow night. And she must, that seems kind of weird, but she must have just sensed from God that that wasn't the right time. And actually, she was allowing God the space to do something supernatural. So we see that in Esther 6. That night, the king could not sleep. So he ordered the book of Chronicles, the record of his reign, to be brought in and read to him. It was found recorded there that Mordecai had exposed Bethana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who had guarded the doorway, who had conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. What honour and recognition has Mordecai received for this? The king asked. Nothing has been done for him, his attendants answered. So just at the right time, Esther leaves this space for God to do something supernatural and God 
does the supernatural. He wakes him up, gets him to read a certain passage of the sort of king's diaries, and he sees that Mordecai tried to save his life. So he's um, softened. His heart is towards Mordecai and the Jews, ready for Esther to present her petition to him. So the next day, um, he asked her again, what is your petition? So Queen Esther answered, if I have found favour with you, O king, and if it pleases your majesty, grant me my life, this is my petition, and spare my people, this is my request. For I and my people have been sold for destruction, slaughter and annihilation. If we'd been merely sold as male and female slaves, I would have kept quiet because no such distress would justify disturbing the king. So as a result of that, it's a good ending, happy ending. The queen, I mean, the king does spare her life, and all the Jews are saved. Hooray, a good, a good ending, happy ending. That's what we like, that's what I like anyway, <laughs> even though it's shallow, but yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, so basically, just as we see at some point, Esther asked a question, we need to ask questions to people around us too. Maybe we could ask people, you know, what do you think about Jesus? What do you think? What's, you know, what does your faith entail? What do you believe in? Maybe, you know, would you consider reading this booklet or would you watch this episode of The Chosen if you're watching it, which is amazing, by the way? Or would you like me to pray for you? You know, when someone's talking about their illnesses or aches and pains, choose the moment, maybe a more intimate one-to-one moment is probably better than surrounded by, you know, hundreds of people, just as Esther thought. But then, just as Esther allowed God to do the supernatural, think, how can I leave space for God to do the supernatural too? So allow him space, open the door, so that God's presence can enter into that situation and that person's life. So a great way to do that is, is by offering prayer for people, because It not only shows that you love people and that you care for them and that you really want their situation to get better, which it does, but also in that moment, you're opening the door for God's spirit to connect with their spirit and you just don't know what might happen as a result of that. Just like Esther allowed and opened the door for God to move and do the supernatural to show that he cares, we do see that happening. So hopefully a lot of you saw Richard's testimony a few weeks ago. And, you know, when I asked him to pray, did he want to pray? That was to let Jesus into his life because he'd read booklets and things like that and he, was, and he wanted to. So I said, would, would you like me to pray for you? And he was like, oh, go on then. <laughs> but then we went downstairs. So we went away from the crowds, went downstairs. And then, yeah, I prayed for him. But obviously there's nothing I can do. It's God's power that changes everything. God's power came upon him and he experienced the Holy Spirit. But he, allowing God to have that space to move, um, that's what makes a difference. That's what transforms lives. And that's what made, well, completely transformed Richard's life from somebody that's been kind of tried God before, kind of, was pretty anti-God, to being somebody that just is literally blown away and is just like, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe I feel like this. I just wish I'd done this years ago. You could have bought me a house and a car or anything. Nothing would compare to this. And just seeing someone so touched by the power of God and it's only God's power that can explain that transformation is just incredible. So, yeah, so to summarise the two weeks that we've been talking about Esther... So Esther trusted God deeply and refused to give in to fear and anxiety. 
She refused to give in to being, becoming self-absorbed, and so, but she, instead she cared about the people around her. She revealed her identity as a person of faith in the living God. She asked a question and presented her petition for God. And then she allowed God the space to work and do the supernatural. And her faithfulness in doing those things, God used her to bring salvation to a whole nation. So for us, will we spread the fragrance of God by trusting God in the hard times and shaking off those COVID grave clothes of fear and anxiety? Will we shake off those clothes of being self-absorbed, of thinking about just us and our families and our immediate needs to look up and live that selfless life of love that God calls us to. When we're talking to people everywhere we go, will we self-identify as a follower of Jesus and just talk naturally about how amazing Jesus is, who is so awesome? Just, yeah, watching The Chosen recently, I've just been like, Jesus, you're just so cool. I love you. You're awesome. Um, can we be natural about that? Will we have the courage to ask somebody a question? You know, be curious. It's so good to be curious about other people and what they believe and to ask them spiritual questions and then allow God a bit of space to do the supernatural by offering prayer. So let's go forth into our family and our friends, our places of work, into Bradford and let God use you to spread the aroma of the knowledge of God everywhere you go. And Hadassah's Persian name, so her Esther's Hebrew name, Hadassah, means that myrtle plant, but her Persian name, Esther, means star. So I'm going to finish on this Bible verse, which I think sums it all up. Philippians 2. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, you made it to the end. That's even more encouraging. If you'd like to find out more about who we are, visit our website at thelightchurch.org.uk. We pray God's blessing on you now as you go into the rest of your day.